Hello, good evening, and welcome back to another live edition of the Chronicles of Aguna. It's the Transfer Update Show. Hello, good evening, and welcome back to another live edition of the Transfer Update Show with me, Harry Simiou. It's been a good day from an Arsenal perspective. Willian is a gooner. The deal has finally gotten over the line. It's a deal that we knew was in the pipeline for quite some time, but it's nice always, isn't it, to get that confirmation and know that it is finally over the line. I am delighted to be joined by a very special guest on this evening's stream. It's none other than Jordan Jarrett-Bryan, sports reporter for TalkSport and Channel 4 News. How are you doing, mate? Welcome. Very good, mate. Very good. Cheers for getting me on. Glad to be here. You are more than welcome, my friend. You are more than welcome. And um, as we were just saying off air, um, we've spoken quite a few times, actually, on the radio, but we've never actually uh, done anything well, it's not face to face, but you know, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's great to put a, a face to the name, and I'm delighted to have you. And thank you for your time, um, guys. Before we kick off, let's get as many likes on the stream as we possibly can. As I keep banging on about in recent days, we've seen likes on YouTube are the golden currency. Uh, the channel has grown ridiculously in the last few days. Um, so we're really, really proud of that. But it's all because you guys have been helping us with the likes, leaving your comments um, and get your questions in in the chat as well. And we'll come to some of those before we finish the stream. Now, the way this came about, the way Jordan um, ended up coming on the show this evening at literally, what, half an hour's notice, <laughs> um, was because um, he disagreed with me that Willian is a good signing for Arsenal. And um, I know that you rate the player, but sort of what were your reasons for that? And, and what have you made of the signing? How are you feeling about it? So, yeah, I think it's, first of all, important to make it clear that I do rate William. I've always liked him, always. There's, there's five players in the Premier League who I particularly like, and he's one of those five players. I think he's a talented player. Um, I, I think he's a guy that has pace. I think he has power when he travels with the ball. I think he's past selection at times. Um, it can be questioned, but I think that he's some, his delivery is brilliant. His set-piece taking is brilliant. I think he's a guy that is, is very, very skilled, and I think he's still got a couple of years, arguably, left in him. So this, is, this isn't one of those ones where I think we're signing a guy and I don't like him, I don't rate him. I actually do rate him really highly. The reason why I think it's, a, it's not a good signing is because, one, the length of the deal. I don't think three years is particularly wise. I know that he wanted three years at Chelsea and they said no. I think we should have had the same stance. I think giving a three-year deal to somebody like William at, uh, at his age, I know people will say, you know, footballers are getting better as they're getting older and that's fine. And there are examples of players in their mid-30s still killing it. I get that. I just think, why would you risk tying yourself down to... Um, a guy of that age unnecessarily. It's not like you're offering Messi a three-year deal on a free. You'd be like, nah, I'll take the risk. <laughs> if it's Ronaldo on a three-year deal, I'll take the risk. With all due respect, it's Willian. So the length of the deal, I didn't like, first of all. But the other thing, and it's a kind of much more kind of asatiric uh, point that goes beyond the, the field of play, the perception of Arsenal. So I'm one of these Arsenal fans that don't believe we're a big club anymore. I know that Many people disagree. I don't think we're a big club anymore. I can explain those reasons because people would be going crazy if you want, but I don't think we're a big club anymore. 
if we want to regain big club status, because I think that you can lose big club status in the same way that you can regain big club status, if we want to regain big club status, I don't think we want to be seen as the club that is the, the, the club where players go to to finish their career or for that last final strong contract. I don't think it's a very good look. I don't think you see other big clubs, or it's very rare other big clubs, or big clubs in this case, taking players from other clubs that are not wanted. And I think Arsenal need to kind of shed this tag of being this football club whereby, what, is it going to be next year, Aspilicueta? The year after that, is it going to be bloody uh, Rudiger? At what point do we kind of put our foot down and say, listen, no, we're not going to just take your cast-offs. Now, like I say, I think unlike Czech and Louise, William actually, is, I think, still has something to offer. But I think the perception of being that club that just are happy to take other teams' cast-offs, I don't think is a good look. Yeah, I, I totally get where you're coming from on that. I really, really do. Um, and some of the people in the chat are agreeing with you as well. Let's uh, share some of the comments. Uh, Omar says, I agree with that. Given a 32-year-old, a three-year deal is ridiculous. Um, Martin says, I believe Willian is not a good signing. Arsenal should have put faith in Martinelli, Saka and Nelson. Um uh Bascar says Jordan is so right we are not a big club at present so it's clear that sort of a lot of people share that viewpoint and I understand totally where you're coming from I feel like at this moment in time though given the situation that Arsenal find themselves in or have found themselves in over the last few seasons we're not in a position where we can do any other sort of business right now and if in Mikel Arteta's eyes why, why it, not sorry let me just cut you why not yeah um, I feel like obviously the financial situation is, is is quite bad at Arsenal at the moment. I really, I genuinely think that when Arsenal dropped out of the Champions League, there was this, there was this, and I don't want to call it arrogance, but maybe there was an element of that in it that, yeah, we'd missed out on Champions League football once, but there was no way a club like Arsenal were going to miss out for a number of years. And as the years have gone on, the, the decline has become more apparent and we've actually fallen further behind the pack and ended up in a position now where we're going into is it our fourth or fifth season without Champions League football. And, and I think it's the fourth. And that is a problem um, for Arsenal, particularly when much of the squad are still on let's say, Champions League club wages. And it's been eaten into our sort of bank balance for a long period of time now. And I feel like whilst I agree that you don't want to be sort of seen as a retirement home and you don't want to always be bringing in these players who are in the sort of twilight of their career, we're very much in a position now where we have to just do what we think will get us over the line again. And if Mikel Arteta believes that Willian is someone who can contribute to that and get us over the line, um, I don't necessarily think it's that bad of a deal. I mean, look, we, we keep talking about sort of the wages and I know a lot of people uh, have sort of made a quite a big issue about the wages. For me, the three-year contract thing, yeah, three years is a little bit excessive. I totally agree on that. I, I guess the, the counter-argument to that would be that that is what we had to do to get the player. And you kind of sacrifice that a little bit, don't you, to get the deal maybe over the line. I'm not sure. You do, and there's two things with that. So the first thing is, I don't necessarily have a problem with bringing in older players. So I don't have a problem with bringing in, I mean, I can't think right now, but there'll be players out there right now that are 32 plus who I would take at Arsenal. So yeah. I don't have a problem per se with bringing in old players. I have a problem bringing in players that are not wanted by the club they're at. Because that then, is, and let's, the perfect example is Meza Ozil. 
Mesut Ozil wasn't old when we got him. But let's be under no illusions. We got Mesut Ozil because Real didn't want him anymore. And a, an argument could be, well, we're kind of seeing now why. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Maybe his best years are behind him. So I don't have a problem in taking old players. I have a problem in taking players who are um, seen as like, okay, they're not good enough at this level anymore. Go to Arsenal. And I think that, and with William, it's both. He's, he's been thrown off the boat by Chelsea to some degree. And he's old. Um, and I don't think we want to be seen as this club where agents also can tell their their clients, you know what, don't, don't worry, don't worry. I'll get you I'll, 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 I'll get you Arsenal, actually. Do you know what I mean? I don't think that's a good look. And I think at the moment we're building that reputation of being that club that, oh, Arsenal will take them. And it's like, no, well, Man United wouldn't take William. You know, Liverpool wouldn't take William. So why is he good enough for us? Now, this goes back to my point about being a big club. If we are, as the fan base tell me, a big club, then that's embarrassing. If we're not a big club, then it's actually a decent deal because, you know, for, for a mid-table top 18, getting William on the face of it actually is a good bit of business. But I'm trying to return to being a big club. And my point is, is signing William a brick in the wall of helping us return to becoming a big club? And I'm just not so sure. He'll have some good games for us. He'll score some good goals for us. I think he'll actually be a decent player for us. But I think the overall plan is what I'm questioning. What's the, what's the next? What's the five-year plan to get yeah. him back to being the best club in the country? And is William a part of that? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. No, they're, they're, they're all great points. They're all great points. I think going back to sort of the thing about him not being wanted at Chelsea, though, perhaps that is uh, William being a sort of victim of the circumstances. You know, we've seen that they're bringing Ziyech in. They've brought Timo Werner in. Um, you know, there's there's lots of talk about Kai Havertz as well coming in this mm -hmm. summer. Um, and then you've got people like Mason Mount and Christian Pulisic who have, you know, impressed um, sort of for the most part. So is there an argument that it's not just Willian maybe not being good enough for Chelsea anymore. It's partly because of what they have coming in. And the reality is we don't have that coming in. Therefore, that's why we're shopping in a completely different market. That, that, that's true. That's true. The players that they're coming in, they deem are better than, not only better than William, but they see more, more years and more longevity in those players because they're obviously five, six, seven, eight years younger than William. One of the other things that irks about this deal and time will prove whether my point here is valid or not. But why is William the first signing? Now, maybe it's the easiest one to do. I don't know. The season starts in three weeks. I think people are not, are not really realising the season starts in three weeks. And it looks like we're going to be once again getting two, three, four games into the season before we get our business done. So for me, Arsenal needs to rebuild to get back to the top of the table. When, you're, when you've got it, the house analogy works. When you're building a house, you don't, you don't worry about the loft and the fancy, the fancy interior. You get the foundations right first, the defence. So for me, and this is just me, I would have been really, really happy if we spent 50 million, which maybe is our whole entire budget, on a right back. I would have been. Yeah. I'd, have been I'd, I'd have been happy if our only sign this summer was a top, top right back. Because then you've got a top right back, you've got Tierney, you've got, we're hoping Saliba and Mari come good. And you've got, a good, you've got two good goalkeepers. So if nothing else changes next season, at least you're going to concede less goals. At least you're going to be harder to beat. You might not... OK, there may be areas in front of that you need to address 100%. But for me, the, the, getting William but not getting a defender or a right-back for me is like, meh, don't know. Yeah, you make some great points again. And I, I totally agree that the plan, it should be about building sort of 
players that are going to stay in those positions for years to come and then we can mm. start building a longer term project. I just think that the longer Arsenal stay out of the Champions League, the, the harder it's going to get to close that gap again. And so Arsenal are trying, in my opinion, and rightly or wrongly, like you said, we'll only know um, at the end of the season whether it was the right steps or not. But it feels like Arsenal are just in a bit of a scramble and desperate to get back there. Therefore, they're trying these things, trying to plug holes. Going back to the defence point, there's a lot of talk about Arsenal potentially bringing in another central defender. And th there were a lot of reports suggesting that Mikel Arteta has a central defender pretty high up on his wanted list this summer. The reality is, though, um, and I don't mean to sort of disappoint people, but we did just sign David Lewis down on another contract. Pablo Marie has been brought in on a permanent deal. Cedric Suarez has been signed on a permanent deal. Um, William Saliba is coming in, as you mentioned. That suggests to me that unless Arsenal move out a centre-half, um, we're probably not going to get one in. Um, uh, you know, not a, a bank-breaking one anyway. That's just kind of sort of my take on that. Which for, I, I agree, which for me is also a big part of what I find fascinating about Arsenal's transfer business for the last two or three years. I've been banging on for the last two or three summers saying, because Arsenal fans get very excited about the idea of transfers and people coming in. Every time our season collapses, normally around Christmas time, everyone kind of, oh yeah, we've got to buy this, we've got to buy this, we need a new striker, we need a new midfielder, we need more kids, we need, we need, we need, we've got to buy, 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 buy. I'm like, okay, that may be true. The last two or three summers, you know what I've been saying? What's more important than who we bring in is who we let go and get out. If you have a house, and I like my analogies, if you have a house... Especially the house ones. <laughs> and I, I do. I don't know why I've got two out of two of the house here, but it, it works, I think. If you have a house and you have a rat problem, the first thing you do is not... And the, you have rats in the, your kitchen. The first thing you do isn't buy air freshener because the rats are shit... Sorry, I can't swear. Uh, the, the rats are... You can, it's fine. You can. Okay. The, 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 the rats are definitely, you know, leaving their, their feces or their, their, their mess in the corner and, and causing a smell. The first thing you do isn't to buy air freshener. The first thing you do is to address those problems to get the rats out the house before you start fixing the hole where they've kind of burrowed through. Get rid of the problem because that's going to infect anything good you bring in. And I think it's the same thing with Arsenal. We've bought some good players over the last few years, but you're bringing good players into a, an environment that is this rubbish. So they're mixing with the rubbish, and then it's all becoming rubbish. Get the rubbish out of the house first, and then bring players in. Get Mustafi out first. Get Mesut Ozil, which looking like that's not, not going to happen now. I'll just pay him off. Just get him out of the club. Get all these players that, for me, are Wengerites and stink of Wengerism. Get them out of the club. That's the first thing to do. Clear the decks and then see what you're left with and then decide we need him, we need that role, we need that and then bring players in. And I don't understand the last two or three years Arsenal fans get blinded by the fact that we might bring in an exciting striker. Aubameyang's coming in or, you know, Pepe's coming in. But hang on a minute, we're still getting beat 2-1 at Brighton because we can't defend. Yeah, no, and again, great points. And I think players will move on and I think in terms of incomings and outgoings, we're probably going to see this roll over into the season, but I think you're going to see that at a lot of clubs just true, because of the true, circumstance true. at the moment. Um, so I think we need to be a little bit more patient this time around than we normally would be. Yeah, that's fair. Um, that's fair. And, and we need to be a bit, probably a bit more understanding of the difficulties in terms of getting some deals done um, and the sort of, you know, the ins and outs of those. Um, guys, there are almost 200 of you currently watching us live across the multiple platforms. If you haven't already 
make sure you smash that like button it is so so important as i was saying earlier on and if you haven't already give uh, jordan a follow on twitter at underscore jordan j brian give him a follow um and you can keep up with the great work that jordan does as well um jordan i, I want to talk to you a little bit about thomas Partey because there have been loads and loads and loads of rumours um, throughout the course of the last few months about Arsenal uh, identifying Thomas Partey as their number one target. He is somebody um, that it's understood the club really, really want to sign. We heard a lot about Atletico Madrid not being willing to even entertain the conversation whilst they were in the Champions League, where they're out of it now. And Thomas Partey played zero part in their game against RB Leipzig last night. Can we read anything into that, in your opinion? And is he someone that you think Arsenal at least stand a chance of getting in? This deal should have been done for me weeks ago. We should have been putting all our energy, all our budget. And to be fair, I don't know that they haven't, but we should be, we should be putting all of our resources into getting this deal done. If we only signed one player this summer, it should have been him. As you rightly mentioned, Harry, Throughout the Champions League, the one, the one excuse of a, lot, of a lot of my friends were saying to me is, well, look, he's still in the Champions League. They're not going to do a deal while he's still in the... But just a fair point, fair point. They're out now. So I'm expecting this to be done. What I find fascinating about Thomas Partey is that I think he's a player that we definitely need. In fact, we do definitely need. His release clause, as far as I'm aware, is 55 million euros. He, for me, is arguably one of the best defensive midfielders in world football right now. I made this statement on AFTV and everyone was, oh, no, he's not. He's nowhere near Fernandinho, Casemiro, Fabinho. All those guys are, are for me, just as good. He, Thomas Partey, for me, in the next two or three years, will go on to be the best defensive midfielder in Europe. £55 million, if I'm correct in what I'm saying about how good he is, is a bargain. That is a bargain for me. That is not a lot of money for the best, in my opinion, defensive midfielder on the planet. So I don't understand why Arsenal are even wasting time. Get the deal, unless, as you're correct in saying, they just don't have the fee. They don't have the money to kind of to, to pay that money um, uh, in one go. Another thing I'm hearing about is they do have the money. They're just trying to do it in sums, lump sums. Because yeah. as you mentioned, lots of clubs are going through financial issues now. The Jaden Sancho, I think, is an example of this as well. Deal to United. Clubs are not being able to put up 50, 60, 70, 80 million plus in one go. So maybe that's what's going on here. But the party deal, I rate him highly. That deal, we should be going aggressive for that. Now, if we sign Thomas Party, I will then start thinking, OK, my club is serious again. But at the moment, it's just looking like we're going to be left behind and other teams with bigger funds and Champions League football will jump the queue. When really, I think we were leading the race six, 12 months ago to get him. And as usual, we dilly-dallied. I think we're probably going to miss out again. Yeah, interesting stuff. I, I still remain hopeful that Arsenal will find a way of doing this. I do feel like it may drag right to the end of the window. Um, I think that... Um, such would be his influence if he did come in that it is something that I would go out and do if I was Arsenal and I'd find a way to finance it somehow. Um, and look, Atletico are going to play hardball. It's very early in the window. They've been very clear. Meet the release clause or he's not going anywhere. Um, but I do think that that stance and particularly now that they've been knocked out of the Champions League and if the player as well starts to push for the move as well and starts making mm. the right noises. I do think that you could see Atletico start soften on Thomas Partey. That's not to say that it's definitely going to happen or or anything like that, but I do feel like it is a deal that 
if Arsenal really want him, and you're going to see now if they really, really want him, mm-hmm. that they can potentially um, get something done. Let's go over um, to some of the questions that are coming through, because I know a lot of you are eager um, to get the uh, the questions in. Uh, this one comes from Matthew, and he asks, if we had no relationship with Kia, uh, Kia Jurabshan, that is, would anyone at the club be looking at Willian? And I know, Jordan, you mentioned and you made reference to the, the relationship with the agent earlier on. Um, I will answer this question and say, yeah, I do think that Willian and the Willian deal has been influenced massively by Jurabshan. But are you concerned by the relationship and the, I don't want to say power, but the influence he seems to have at Arsenal at the minute? Um, a little bit, a little, a little bit, yes. Um, and, you know, the, there seems to be a, 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 you know, a bum and bench situation going on between Kia, Edu and all, and all the clients that Kia brings as well. The reason it, it is a bit dangerous, I think, to have one man dictate pretty much your transfer policy for a summer. But I think also it can flip it and it can work to your advantage. We're seeing at Wolves how actually if you have the right agent in and around your club, that agent can actually bring you players that other, play, other, other clubs can't get to. So I think it depends on the agent. An, an agent that you've got in your back pocket that you know you can go to first and foremost and say, or he can come to you first and foremost and say, yeah, listen, Harry, I've got this kid in Brazil. He's like, he's in the second division, but trust me, trust me, get on him now before everyone else comes. He's going to be the next big star. Having that sort of agent, that sort of link can actually work to your advantage. Um, what's happening clearly here is I think he's using his clients, Coutinho, the Louise signing a few months ago, extension of the contract, um, um, Willian and there's somebody else as well in the mix that he's got there's four players that he's got in the mix Coutinho Willian um, oh, who's the other one anyway there's, so there's the, a four. the other there's one a, mentioned was Joe Elson was it from Sporting Lisbon but it might be rubbish okay yeah. Might, yeah it might be him but I think he's using all those players that he's got to basically get them a deal so I think he probably said to Arsenal look if you give Louise a contract I'll give you first dibs on Willian or if you give Louise another year contract, which is an agent's job, you, mm. you've got that, those kind of players in your stable, you, you use them in, in, to your advantage. I think it's, it may backfire for us, but I don't necessarily think having per se one agent um, in your back pocket is always a bad thing. Yeah, and I agree with that. And I think, I guess my response to a lot of people who are worried about this is, well, for years and years, we tried to adhere to the values, didn't we, that Arsene Wenger had implemented and the club mm-hmm. had uh, implemented as well. But the reality is that in doing so, our recruitment in the last few years was quite frankly shit. Um, we brought in a lot of average players for over-the-top fees and we're mm-hmm. stuck with a lot of those players now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I-, I think we have to give this a chance and see how this relationship works out with Kia. My biggest issue with it and where I got a little bit like, whoa, what are you doing? Um, was when he went on Talksport yesterday, um, and he started sort of slagging off Sven Mislin's hat, and it felt like he was talking as if he was an employee of the club. And I, I felt a bit like, kind of know your role. Yeah, I, I, know I, your I, role. You're not. I, you're I, an I agent. Agree. I agree. And actually, the irony about him slagging off Mislin's hat is that summer that Mislin's hat was in charge was probably the best summer as a transfer we've had in the last ten years. That was a summer that I think we brought in. Um, he got the Bamiyang deal done. There was somebody else he brought in that summer was decent as well. I think it was Defender. 
I think he was instrumental in the Mkhitaryan um, part of the Sanchez deal happening. So we got something out of it, even though Mkhitaryan was awful for us. Um, so I find it weird that Mr. Tat is, is getting the heat from him when Mr. Tat actually was the one ray of light that I thought we had in terms of getting those sorts of deals done and identifying the players that we needed. But hey-ho. Yeah, agreed. Um, agreed. Let's uh, go over to some of the comments again. Let's pick up a couple more questions before we finish off. Guys, there are over 200 of you watching at the moment and we've only got 60 odd likes. Come on, hit the like button, please. Um, as I said, uh, it is really, really so, so important. Let's uh, uh, SJ Tonks asks thoughts on Lacazette. He could be important to Oba's happiness staying, but we can defo get better. Um, Jordan, what's your take on Lacazette? Lots of reports that perhaps... Uh, Juventus are interested in him. Um, he could be used as a make weight in a potential swap deal. Uh, again, I stress that these are just reports. I'm not in the know. I'm not pretending to be in the know. Um, I'm literally just talking about sort of what we've been reading over the last few weeks or so. Um, is he someone that you'd hold on to? Because we're kind of entering that territory with Lacazette mm -hmm. where he's got two years left and it's either commit or we're or not so. going to. Or, 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 yeah, we're not going to get in that position again where we're running down a contract. So what would you do if, if you were in this uh, in the hot seat? I actually, before I answer the question, disagree with, sorry, with, with the guy that's messaged in. I'm not sure why, well, to be fair, he's asking the question, so I can't disagree with the question. Um, he, he could be important to Ober's happiness. I'm not so sure that it plays that big a deal. I don't think Abamyang is saying, I will sign and stay you know, if Lacazette stays, they, they clearly get along. They clearly like each other. Um, but I'm not sure in the top level of football if that plays a role. I think they're quite ruthless and look after themselves and do what's best yeah. for them. And on the second part, we can do def definitely do better. Can we? <laughs> but can we? I mean, who, who out there is better than, the, better than Lacazette that we can get? Now, I'm not saying Lacazette is the answer. And I personally... I've always been team Lacazette. Of the two strikers, I've always I love Lacazette. I think he's an old school number nine. He's got a swagger about him. I love Lacazette. He's had an awful season, an awful season. Let's, let's not let's not forget about that. I think it's ten goals, eleven goals this season. We paid fifty million for Lacazette. People forget that we paid a lot of money for Lacazette, and he's not delivered over the time he's been at Arsenal. I agree with you that it's now either signing for a long term deal or we sell him. Um, having said all the things I've said about Lacazette, I love him. I would sell him. If you, oh. if you, if you can get 25, 30 mil for him, I, I would try and sell him, yes. I've, I've been quite a big critic of Lacazette in the last couple of seasons or so, but I also need to think that when I do criticise him, I also need to take into consideration the state of the team throughout this current campaign because it was, it was terrible, wasn't it? Disruption, managerial changes. Um, Emery was a shit show. Um, <laughs> you know, Freddie Lumber came in. Couldn't even, really... even with all that, 11 goals, I think it is. It's bad. Yeah, you know, agreed. It's, it's, it's not great. It's not great. But I do think that we need to take into consideration that a lot of the players have underperformed this season because of some of the stuff that's been going on around the place. So I, I agree with you. I, I don't think it's anywhere near good enough. It's not a good enough return. And if people are talking about him leading our front line um, next season with Aubameyang playing slightly off to the left, which incidentally is a role I actually think suits him, then, you know, we have to start asking questions about Lacazette and we have to demand uh, much more uh, in terms of his goal return. Um, just finally, just going to pick up this um, this last comment. Um, uh, 
thank you guys for all your interaction and i apologize if i haven't got around to all the comments today um but this is our second stream of the day so if you didn't catch the one earlier on uh, we spoke a lot about willian there as well and we went through lots and lots of your thoughts as well so check that out if you haven't already subscribe if you haven't already um stan the man says can anyone confirm willian's wages is it 100k or 220k so my understanding of it is this um the wages are closer to 100k. Um, we were initially led to believe it was around 130k. Today we're hearing 100. Some outlets have reported 220. That is not the case. Willian is not earning 220k a week. Um, what they've done is they've taken what they believe is the signing on fee uh, for Willian. They've divided it over the term of the contract and they've thrown it in there to create a headline. And for me, I think it's an attempt to make Arsenal look in a bad light because of the redundancies that have just been made. And it just feels to me like it is uh, your typical clickbait headline. So I wouldn't worry about that. I am pretty certain um, that Willian is not taking home uh, 220k a week in terms of his basic salary. So um, we can we can park that and put that to one side. Um, Jordan, thank you so, so much for joining me, mate. Particularly anytime, at man. such short notice. No, man, anytime. Enjoy Great it. to thank have you. And um, how can people keep up to date with you on social media and follow your wonderful I'm, work? I'm on all the socials, man. Um, underscore Jordan J. Bryan. Um, I'm on Instagram, Jordan Jarrett Bryan. Two R's, two T's. Um, and check out my YouTube show. It's not football, but it's a YouTube show. It's all Blackademic. Um, I'm on TalkSport this Sunday, Sunday morning, doing the breakfast show. Six in the morning till 10, I believe. Six till 10. No, six till nine. Six till nine, uh, this and next Sunday. So if you want to hear me talk even more rubbish um, <laughs> and you enjoy it, um, catch me on Talk Sport this Sunday morning. Great stuff. And make sure you do. Um, Jordan's great at what he does and we're delighted to have him on the show. And Thank hopefully you, we can speak again very soon. Anytime. Great stuff. Right. That brings us to the end of today's second stream of the day. Like I said, if you haven't already checked out the first one, please do. Um, that came out around about midday. I think it was. We were reacting to the Willian news shortly after it broke. We're going to be back on Monday now. Um, we're going to be bringing you a transfer update and our fans phone in show. Um, which has been going from strength to strength over the last few weeks. Lots of you joining us from all over the world. And we love hearing what you guys have to say on the Arsenal. Um, so feel free to register your interest uh, by tweeting us at Chronicles underscore AFC if you are interested in coming on. Until next time, take care of yourselves. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the Champions League stuff. And uh, we'll be back very, very soon with more. So until then, take care.